at you with another episode of the Unladylike Lounge podcast, and I am joined with the lovely Maggie Perrotten, and uh, today she is going to share with us her story of overcoming obstacles and just really a true story of resilience. Now, Maggie, I was so inspired by your story when you inboxed me. I just fell in love with your story. What can you tell us a bit about your background and how you came to be where you are today? Thank you, Courtney, for having me. I really appreciate it that you wanted to talk to me. You know, sometimes we think that, um, you know, our stories are just normal because it's part of our life and we don't necessarily see that it could be inspiring for somebody. So I appreciate you having me. Of course. Absolutely. We are so glad to have you. So, so yeah, my background, I am originally Polish, so I was born and raised in Poland, and that was probably like the last um, generation who still remembers how it is to be under communist regime. So up until I was 11, Poland was still under communist regime, so very, you know, unfree like world in terms of being a citizen and not having basic freedoms, and even like not even being able to imagine that there are certain things that were possible for you, right? As a child, um, I remember having this dream of owning a house and my mom reminded me that I was telling her that, but I'm sure in my mom's mind, it was like, girl, we're, when are you ever going to have a house? Nobody has houses. Right. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Like, what are right. you thinking? <laughs> right? Because she lived in the communist regime forever and she oh. didn't see that that could be you know, the, the reality could be different down the line, right? Right. But, it just seemed impossible in, in her reality. Right, right, right. Because you're born into something and then you treat it as the status quo is something you don't have influence over and you can change. And then therefore, I guess you adjust your dreams and so on because of that. Yes. But luckily for me, the communist regime collapsed and by the so by the time I entered high school Poland was part of let's say pre-world going through a bunch of reforms and so on so after university um I finished you know a master's degree in a in a university that in Poland education is free so that's a good thing oh wow that is wonderful <laughs> Yeah, you know, there is some competition in like good schools and good, um, and there are limited numbers every year, but right. if you're good enough with your grades and things, you get in and it's free. Yes. Yep. Um, but then when I got out of it, because of the reforms and everything changing in Poland, the unemployment was like 25%. Oh my goodness. On average. And, like, for especially new people, because, you know, there were a generation of newer people who were kind of, like, already in workforce and so on, it was hard for us to find good jobs. Now, I had jobs. I had a good, I was in a good school. I lived in a big city. But I was making, like, $300 a month. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then you have all those dreams and you're like, why am I gonna, how am I ever gonna do that right I do yes. want a house I want a family I want I love to travel that go that would be great right but with yes. hundred dollars a month there's not much you can do other than maybe buy food and pay bills right. um so that kind of opened my mind to immigration and immigrating to Canada was just like a 
outcome of a conversation with a friend whom I was at school with who said like, hey, that Canada has this immigration program. You speak English, you speak French. You should look into it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe. Why not? Maybe I look into it. Yes. So I looked into it and I applied and that opened my door. Like I went through the process and that opened the door to immigration. And you know, like when you were 27 and you just have a partner, you don't have kids, you don't have a house, nothing holds you back. You say, why not? Yes. Let's go. Yes. <clears throat> so I immigrated. That was the first time I ever flew a plane. Ever. Wow. Just really? on a plane from Poland to Canada. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> How was that? Was that a scary feeling for you or was it more just the anxiousness of like you're going to this new life in a new country what was that like for you so I thought like I didn't know what to expect right so I thought like oh maybe because I knew like there's some people who are scared of flying but I actually enjoyed it so like when I got in and we 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 took off I was like oh that's actually pretty fun so I enjoyed it I enjoyed it so it was more anxiousness about going brand new world not knowing much about it not knowing much about the culture and what to expect um but you know I was lucky in a sense where with my husband then my partner he had some family here so we had like an anchor right who who helped us in the beginning and so on so very quickly I did find a job in a facility management industry and it turned out it turned into my corporate career. I found the industry interesting, so I learned a bunch about it. I didn't know much before, like I, I didn't wasn't educated in that area. But you know, I love to learn. I don't like to do things that I don't know anything about, so I started asking questions and reading things and so on. Absolutely. So quickly, I got promoted and started leading people. And that's where my corporate career kind of evolved for 13 years. So I worked in the same industry, a couple different companies, corporations, but same industry. 10 years of that was in leadership positions where I always had people working under me, whether it's small team, couple people to like very big, bigger teams of 30 people. And we wow. then supported 400 others right oh my goodness that is nuts <laughs> so you know what like it's I learned a lot yes. it was great I definitely was in an industry that was packed with engineers and very often men the higher went and I was neither right none and right. not an engineer not a man clearly <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> and then but then about four years ago, there was a situation where I burnt out. And I guess that's often happens in oh, the corporate yes. environment. And that got me rethink, like, do I really want to continue, you know, growing and so on. And by that time, I have family, you know, my, my second husband, like, we have two kids together. My kids were little at the time. And I was like, I don't want to trade my professional sort of fulfillment because I love to help, right? I love to be like help people and with my genius or with my skills. But at the same time, like my personal life is equally important, right? My family time and 
me and and so on and I noticed that I would have to trade more and more of that and I didn't want to do it I didn't want to find myself in a situation again when I was burned out nobody cared about it nobody came to say hey but how are you feeling maybe you need help you know like are you okay are you okay like you know we know it's difficult but like thank you right for like doing your best none of that happened I was like I can't do this anymore <clears throat> so that sort of led me to rethink what I want to do and that's where an idea of starting my my coaching business started um I did run it on the side for a little bit for like a couple of years I started the business on the side and started growing it and then at the end of last year I left my corporate job I gave them notice I said thank you and then here I am thank you for your time even though you didn't thank me but thank you (laughs) thank you for your time thank you for all the opportunities yes but now (laughs) I have something else to do so now what can you tell us about your your coaching business that sounds wonderful you did mention you went to university while you were in Poland did that kind of tie into your coaching business or is this something completely different um, study. A little bit, a little bit. Like my university back in Poland was, it was a combination of a bit of business or uh, social politics or like psychology, but human studies, okay. a bit of law and things like that. So there is things that I brought, but in the meantime, of course, I had like a vast experience in business in many different areas, like from, you know, sales to customer service to operations to leading people to business analytics project management and all that Mm -hmm. and then on top of it one of the things that I didn't mention is that after the burned out I always wanted to do something for me and one of those things I love to learn I just love to learn and I love business and I've always wanted to do an MBA Mm -hmm. and I didn't either have money to do it or couldn't do it or could it like you know small kids all that you're gonna take care of them (laughs) yes yes so then while I was run while I opened my business I also went to do an executive MBA so like all that combination also allowed me to you know give me think like yeah this is really what I want to do because I love coaching and developing people I'm really good at this this is my passion and at the same time I love business I think it's fun or it can be fun and creative right. when done with, you know, certain mindset. Right? Absolutely. Uh, and then that's kind of how it came together. Okay. So what kind of, what, so you coach people as far as business goes? Yes. As far, Okay. Now, where can people find you and access your coaching as if, if they want to reach out, is it just for like larger corporations or is it for people like starting out in their entrepreneurship? What kind of coaching do you do? So I actually, I don't do large corporations and that's probably because I've spent too many years <laughs> in large no. corporations that I didn't know when I come back. Yes. So, so no, I actually coach solopreneurs and small business owners. So like really up to medium sized max businesses because I work with the owner of the business, right? And they can be either starting or they can be more advanced. I have a group program for people who are just starting and they want to make, let's just say their first $50,000 a year. 
and then anybody who is scaling way past that or who is in six figures or want to scale even more then I have one-to-one and I coach on yes I coach on business but I also include the mindset the leadership kind of skills coaching and some good habits because I truly believe that you know when you're a business owner your business was your idea, right? It started in your mind. Yes. Therefore, it cannot outgrow your thinking. So you need to grow yourself first, and then the business results will follow, right? Yes. When you grow yourself first, you have good knowledge on business and foundational skills, then your perspective changes. The way you think about your business changes. And with that, you would take actions that will then create better results, right? So I help my clients to get there, not only from the business like skills, like marketing and sales and strategy and maybe some operations and processes and so on, but also from their personal perspective. So their mindset and how they operate every day, how they work so they don't overwork, so they don't burn up. You know, like I'm very passionate because I've been through that and it's not fun at all. (laughs) And burnout is so real. It can be, and I think that's one thing that people don't understand is even if it is your own company, your own project mm-hmm. child, burnout is still a very real possibility it if is. you don't take the time to nurture your own mindset, your own thought processes, and and make sure that you really are taking time for self-care yeah. within your own Yeah within your own business because it's I mean it's real especially when you're taking everything on yourself I know that there have been so many times where I I have this bad case of imposter syndrome and I just started my business I have this I've I've been getting better at it but I I think that people think that once you go into your own business that because it was your own idea because it is your own project that it's just going to be smooth sailing all the way through. And it's just not. It's not. It really is not. <laughs> no. So that is a wonderful tool that you are giving these these entrepreneurs. And I just want to say thank you from all of us. <laughs> that is wonderful. Do you offer your services only in Canada or are you international? Yeah, I'm international. I have clients in the United States and Canada mostly, but I did have clients in Europe um, last year, yeah. Um, so no, I, I offer it internationally because, you know, again, like business foundations, business skills, especially our mindset, we're human, right? We're all the same. We all have the ups and downs and posters syndromes and all that. And then also like how to work smarter, not harder necessarily, and how to prioritize all that is really universal knowledge. Um, and yeah. Like, for example, you know, my, my executive MBA was at an American university, even though I'm in Canada, it doesn't really matter just because it's so universal. So, yeah. Right. That is wonderful. You really have such an inspiring story from coming from a communist regime and just building this successful, just successful everything. And I, I say that with the intention of not just saying, oh, she was a success because she worked for these big corporations and she, you know, just taking something that you love to do and learning and continuing your education and, you know, building that family and that home that you dreamed of before you even came overseas and 
it's it's beautiful it is so beautiful and i am so thankful to hear your story and share your story where can we find more of you do you have website link things like that of course i will drop all of her all of her um, links in the podcast bio but where can we find more of you so yes i have a website it's called stairway to leadership.com so one word <clears throat> stairway to leadership.com I also am present on Instagram or on LinkedIn under my name, or so Maggie.Grotten. As well, so like the links will be there. Okay. And I guess also like the best place to find more of my philosophy or coaching, if you're interested in it, it's in my podcast. I have a podcast. It's called Diamond Effect, and it's available on you know any platform on all the platforms that is wonderful i will also drop a link to all of her podcasts so you can make sure to tune in give her a listen thank you so much maggie it has been wonderful to listen and share your story with our audience um i do just want to ask real quick because i know we do have some listeners that had submitted a question what was it that made you choose canada rather than the united states when choosing to come overseas uh, i it was really so there was a few things there was one like the you know the conversation that came up and me knowing french and english so i spoke french also before and in canada you know it's a second language so Absolutely. i thought you know that i could use that uh, but but second of all, it was the process. So I know that in US, you guys have a lottery and sometimes, you know, you get it or not. And then if you're a couple, one person could get it, one not. So it's like more complicated. Whereas in Canada, it's more of a structure. Like here's the amount of points. If you qualify, you have the amounts of points you can submit. And yes, it takes time, but you're more likely to have it. And you can, if you have somebody with you, you can then immigrate with them. So I guess like the process from randomness where I wasn't sure to like, okay, if I fill in those blanks here and I qualify, like I'm kind of things. So it was, I think more of that. And then also like having at that time, my partner had family there. Right. So like having that anchor where they were like, Hey, you can stay with us for a little bit. Right. We'll help you. Or in US, we didn't have that. So, so I guess those were the, you know sense. the the transition and then because you don't know much about where we did leave no much about sure. north america that was sort of the, the thought process yeah that's for a great sure. question though well, I for sure it. i absolutely love it and i love that you had that support system when you came over because i cannot imagine my dad is actually from cuba and i can't imagine anybody coming to any country in the world without a a support system and not knowing the culture, not knowing anybody and just being sort of thrust into this culture shock and just, what do I do now? (laughs) I know. Like I always, when I think about immigrants who come like that, right. To any country really, but like us and Canada were, you don't know the language. Like at me, at least I wasn't as fluent as I am now, but I was pretty advanced, right? I understood and I could like speak not as fluently, but I could speak. So when I think about people who come for whatever reason, right. And they don't know the country. They don't know the language. They don't have anybody that they can help. Like it must be, I 
unbelievably hard so like yeah. hats off to them because it's so much harder so, you need so much resilience right to, yes. to, to get past that so difficult so yeah. difficult thank you so much for your time today we appreciate having you it has been such a pleasure i want to thank you your audience my audience for joining us this morning and to all my ladies unladies alike and of course our gentlemen audience as well can't forget you guys um it has been a pleasure i love y'all fiercely